Good morning, and welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series where we interview firm executives and thought leaders, as well as third-party industry luminaries and experts on important global business trends, topics, and leading practices. My name is Stan LaPique, and I lead global research for KPMG's Management Consulting Services Group. We're going to be looking at trends in real estate and facilities management outsourcing. KPMG, on an annual basis, conducts a survey where we poll both end-user organizations as well as third-party service providers and advisors, such as KPMG, on trends as relates to the use of outsourcing to provide REFM services. So I'll be the master of ceremonies today, but we have the local brain trust for REFM at KPMG. So we have Ms. Patrice Gilles. She's a managing director in the U.S. firm. She's part of a shared services and outsourcing practice with a special interest in real estate and facilities management. And then we also have Doug Burr and Clinton Fairbanks. They are both a part of the SSOA group with a special interest in real estate and facilities management. For those of you listening, we're going to go through the highlights of the research that we've been conducting. But the main emphasis is going to be on hearing from Patrice, Doug, and Clinton about what they're seeing in the market, what they're seeing in client engagements. But there is a full webcast deck that's available. It's a link off of the page where you access this podcast. So we would encourage you to take a look at that. That will have a lot more of the facts and the figures from this year's research. But what we're going to be doing today is just really looking at some of the highlights. And this is something we've been doing for a good 10 years now. So there's some historical precedents with some of the findings, but there's obviously things that change on an annual basis what we'd like to do is just really get into the meat of the findings. So Patrice, what do you see has changed this year versus last year in the world of real estate and facilities management in general, but also real estate and facilities management relative to the use of outsourcing services? You know, we've been doing this for many years now. So we compare responses from last year's survey, and here's what we found. In a few areas, we have similar responses from respondents. The top three industries that are driving the demand have remained the same. That says it's banking, healthcare, and pharma. So we keep seeing a great demand there. In general, we see the same demand for the same reasons, like mostly a reduction in operating expenses. That remains one of the top reasons why companies outsource. And we kind of see the same geographic distribution across the world, so for the Americas, Asia Pacific, and Europe. A few things that stand out. We see about an increase of 13% from service providers stating that their profitability in their new contract is about the same as the previous year. So a little bit of stability there. However, we've seen a decrease of 29%, which is important, from the buyer's expectation as to the performance reporting and the service level in the REFM contract. We also have seen a decrease from the buyer of 28% that the reason that they are not outsourcing is based on the marketplace and the service provider's capability that are not mature enough. In the past, we had a lot of comments about, you know, we don't want to do this because we're not sure that they're mature. That has decreased by 28%, which is significant because 
now there is a lot more confidence uh, from the buyer side. However, we have seen an increase of 27% as the buyers stating that they're not outsourcing because they remain loyal to the staff that is performing the services for them presently, whether it's in-house or maybe odd task on the market. So again, significance when it came to loyalty to who is doing the service for them. So that's what we're saying right now in the market. So Patrice, when we look at general trending around outsourcing in the market today, we see a lot of focus on the use of intelligent automation or robotics process automation in lieu of taking work out to a lower cost environment. That could be offshore, it could just be someplace else. To what degree do you see intelligent automation being a big impact within the REFM community as it relates to outsourcing? Well, then, you know, REFM is a little bit of a different market. We have a lot of physical services, even though, you know, you might have a Roomba that does uh, vacuuming these days. We don't see those in offices so much at this point. Maybe there is some automation when it comes into the back office in REFM, so the reporting on the service level, automation of the systems that provide that kind of information, including analytics. There is not a lot of automation in the front of the house just because of the nature of the services that are provided. And just to add to that, most of the services are tied to the building. And so janitorial, fixing a building, providing food, it's hard to automate that. But the central and back office services like a lease administration, a lot of those functions I think are going to be automated soon. And some software is automating some of the functions, occupancy planning, space planning, some of the move management, some of the portfolio management. I think those central services are the ones that are going to see more automation fairly quickly as the technology changes, but most of the services are tied to the building and it's difficult to automate without some type of robot. So Doug, then, for those services that could be potentially automated, are you seeing that there, and again, not necessarily to name names, but do you see that there are certain providers that are looking at addressing those subset of services can be automated, or is it still more you're dealing with a generic set of third-party service providers who may or may not have capabilities in the areas you just described? Will we see some specialists coming into the field? Yeah, I don't see third-party providers, outsource providers automating much in those areas. I think the disruption is going to come from the software providers that provide the platforms that manage these and just software companies in general, maybe the automation companies. The service providers, they, their capabilities are improving, but they're still tied to the buildings, and that's probably a step too far for them right now we're probably going to see movements from the big service providers like the CBREs and the JLLs. They're probably going to be the ones that are going to move first when it comes to that, uh, rather than the smaller ones. But it's, automation is certainly a huge buzz on the market everywhere. As Doug said, we wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing it shortly when it comes to really kind of more probably more on the real estate side than the facilities management side outside of the back office and the reporting and the likes. The real estate side that Doug was talking about is probably more conducive to see more automation to start with. 
I think you'd see it with like ServiceNow platform where there's work order tickets and interaction and follow-up and tracking. And I think that type of thing can be automated, you know, hopefully with chatbots and the equivalent in REFM type IT systems. And one thing to point out too is that when we're talking automation, the suppliers may be focusing on some of the automation of their software, but also when it comes to the day-to-day work delivery, we're seeing that the FM suppliers out there are really starting to use a lot more technology, the ability to use mobile devices. That is also increasing their efficiency. Okay, so it sounds like automation has some opportunity within the REFM space, but perhaps not the opportunity we're seeing in other functional areas. So I think that's a very important thing to know. Maybe getting back to some of the findings from the study. So, Doug, I'm looking at, for those of you who are following along and have the webcast deck, and on slide number 14, we talk a little bit about general demand for outsourcing, and this could be outsourcing in a variety of different areas. Doug, what are you seeing in the market relative to the use of outsourcing for various different REFM activities and services? What we're seeing in the market is basically either no change to an increase in usage. We're not seeing end users go backwards and in-source. It's extremely rare to see that in REFM. If you look at the results of uh, the, the slides on the webcast, it's interesting because there's no decreased usage of outsourcing among the buyer responses for the next couple quarters into the future. But if you look at the service provider results, there is a few percent of response saying they see decreased usage. But I think that's their decreased usage. So it's, it's specific to that service provider on specific accounts. And really, the work is probably just going to a different service provider. They're a bad business. Exactly. So long run, we see a little bit of both sides of some respondents thinking that there'll be a slight decrease in usage. But I just don't expect that. I think it's going to continue to increase. Definitely, Doug. We are now seeing second and even third generation contracts. Patrice, Doug, Clinton, would you say any really good reason why someone would bring work back in? I mean, is it potentially they could automate it and maybe they had it off someplace where it was cheaper, or is it just not necessarily a good idea and would obviously be complicated to take something that you put out and bring it back in? So is there any really good reasons to consider insourcing outside of it sounds nice? There's a few, but they're fairly rare, and most of them revolve around risk. So if there's some special risk, a site is dealing with highly sensitive data or highly sensitive processes, or we see pharma companies have uh, highly regulated drugs in certain areas, then they would use their own employees, but there are exceptions to the rule. Companies are not going to insource these services. Okay, that makes sense. I think if there is an exception, particularly around the regulatory and risk, which obviously is a key focus area of a firm such as KPMG, that needs to be considered. They wouldn't have outsourced it in the first place. I mean, we have to realize that most of the companies had already outtasked their services like elevator maintenance and general office maintenance and the like. So they moved from an outtasking to a more structured outsourcing. So bringing it back in makes very little sense at that point. That's a great point, Patrice. With something too sensitive to outsource, you shouldn't have outsourced it in the first place. And therefore, bringing it back in is a bit of a moot point because you should have done it anyhow. So I think that's a good way to look at it relative to the sensitivity of the activities and whether or not it was suitable for outsourcing in the first place. Moving on within some of the research findings, for those of us following along within the PowerPoint deck, I'm on slide number 13. 
where we look at outsourcing within some of the individual activities within real estate and facilities management. Doug, if you want to provide some color on what we're seeing here, I think obviously things that are more transactional and tactical are being outsourced. Things that are more strategic or as Patrice is just commenting on are more heavily regulated are not being outsourced. But what's your take on some of the findings we've seen from individual REFM activities being outsourced? Start with the whole market and then look at individual. And with the whole market, I talked about earlier, the real estate and facilities management market is slow to change. When you talk about bricks and mortar, we're literally talking about bricks and mortar. So it changes slowly, but it does build on itself. So, you know, initially when companies were outsourcing build, repair, maintain, clean the building, food service, those types of services, that's the base. And that's still the base of outsourced services. But they're moving up and they're outsourcing support for higher level decision-making type functions and looking at portfolio planning where you spend a lot of money. It's a high-impact area because you're paying for buildings. They're looking at risk-sensitive areas like environmental health and safety and compliance areas, and they're starting to include outsourcing a lot of the EHS compliance. So that's sensitive for some companies. One thing we're seeing more and more and, and really I would say this year it's just included in almost all deals, is outsourcing of tech services, the technology to manage the real estate portfolio and the data included. And I think the reason for that is up until this year, the providers had okay tools, they had experience using them, but they're just now starting to include you know, neat reporting, Tableau or ClickView dashboards, and providing a really good service in technology and REFMIT. So that's something we're seeing newly this year. Okay, great insights. Thanks for joining us here today to give us your thoughts. And you can find the links to the items we referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash US slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation.